Welcome to No Apology with the Bible Idiots. It's Friday. I'm Chris Danielson. She's my best friend and bride, Emily. Is it already Friday? Yes. Man, time flies when you're having fun. I think I think we have to have fun more often, right? Yeah. I'm not I used to it. We need, we need to. I mean, a couple weeks ago it was like, uh, maybe it was just like four or five podcasts ago. I, I've been mocked, rightfully so. <laughs> By a couple people at church, a couple friends online, and of course, Emily live in person, to where I basically said, so that is the story of the apocalypse, we're doomed. Have a great weekend, everybody. Just turn to sign off. Uh, You know, I don't know how that all happened, but Emily and I have been talking this week and we're like, you know what? There's so much going on in the news. I mean, I would really love to talk about the fact that YouTube uh, came out on the 29th and said they're going to just start eliminating anybody who doesn't agree with the vaccine. Any unvaccinated propaganda, in their opinion, needs to be eliminated. They're not taking the videos down. They're deleting whole accounts. Right, right. United Airlines fired a bunch of people. The new governor of New York apparently wants some apostles to follow her. I mean, there is a truckload of stuff to talk about. But we're not going to mention that. And Emily said, (laughs) why don't you get your little morning show research guy going and come up with some fun stuff for us to talk about. So I said, okay, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. We need, you know, even in the midst of, it was interesting because we went through the Holocaust Museum earlier, you know, a little while back. And even in those just deep moments of despair there were still like this person um crafted a little makeshift chess set and this person was kind of like the designated singer you know and 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 they still kind of started structuring things even in the even in the barracks of the concentration camps yeah to some semblance of something where they had to have a little bit of joy even in the dark reality that they were living yeah they had to have they had to find it somewhere and so uh that just kind of really struck me that that they did that so i'm like yeah we we need to do that i found a few wacky but true stories one of them i'm gonna save till later because it'll make you think about how this is possible and you'll process this true story with the limited information i have all the rest of the day Oh, okay. It's gonna stick with us. I, huh? Well, it has me, okay, so okay. <laughs> I don't know. But let's get yeah. to that later in the in the broadcast. Right now, I want to start with a wacky but true chase that happened in Germany. Okay, an 85 year old man in Germany was driving his farm tractor around town, and he collided with a streetcar. The man cursed the streetcar driver, then took off, leading police on a 10 minute chase at three and a half miles an hour. <laughs> Wacky but true, right here. Sometimes it's it's not the speed; it's the brawn behind what you've got going on. So yeah, stopping a tractor could be a little bit difficult, you know. Anyway, a recent survey found the typical woman will diet twice a year for about seven weeks each time before giving up. She'll typically lose between nine and eleven pounds each time, but will most likely gain it all back. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. And in an unrelated story, but the same topic, uh, researchers think that one day that we will be able to take a pill that will replace working out. No. And they think that that's possible. Here's what I'm thinking: Can I crush it up and sprinkle it on an egg McMuffin? Pop a pill that's your yeah. cure for everything. 
not a good idea. Well, one of my friends has told me he's he's really good friends with with like doctors and people of, yeah. of that ilk. Yes. And he said one of his doctor friends told him, he said, Chris, listen. He said, my doctor friend said that if you don't exercise, there isn't a diet in the, or there there isn't a, uh, no, how is it? There's no exercise, no matter how much you work out, that can overcompensate for a horrible diet. Yeah, it's called common sense. If you have a horrible <laughs> diet, no matter how much you exercise, it's a losing game, especially yeah, the older you get. Yeah, so I've always taken to that to heart. What grandma, you know, I had a conversation with Dorothy from church the other day. We were talking about this subject and how we've kind of lost our common sense and all those things that mom or grandma or great grandma used to do. They yeah. had so much knowledge to keep us healthy and to keep us thriving mm-hmm. and to get us through sicknesses. And it's like all that stuff is lost it's gone we forgot that garlic is a natural antibiotic you know a little onion in your ear will cure an earache and you know those types of things that they used to do chicken soup it it really does cure a cold gets you through it without infections and so on we've lost so much of that knowledge so let's just say this pill comes to market Okay. okay and you're not supposed to take this pill you never have to work out again um we gotta name that pill Okay. Okay. Just for fun. Sure. All right. All right. So uh, I was thinking since, you know, the, the bike thing that everybody's into is called Pelotron. Okay. We'll call this Pilotron. <laughs> and here's what I want you to know. That's good. That as soon as Pilotron hits the market, five years later, you will hear the lawyer commercials. If you were injured by I Pilotron, <laughs> you may be entitled to compensation. If you took Pilotron and died, call us 1 800. <laughs> You've been fooled. And I don't want to hear it that I made some money being that voiceover guy for some of these attorneys. <laughs> because there's good money if you've been injured. Please contact the attorneys of yeah. Louie, Dewey, and Howe or whatever it is. <laughs> I think it's Louie, Huey, and Dewey. Or, anyway, no, no, it's... Uh, I don't even know uh, it what doesn't it is. Matter. Oh, I was thinking of the ducks. Is oh, that what you were thinking of? No, no I'm totally... Just, okay, I totally missed you. There's joke. different funny names of lawyers that say, hey, we're going to get you. We're going we're gonna to mess you up. Uh, we're going to mess up your life bad yes, with lawsuits yes, yes, by yes. the law law firm of blah, blah, and blah. Yeah. Uh, I'm off my game. Let's go to coffee, should we? We love coffee. A survey tells us what we already knew. Two-thirds of Americans drink coffee daily, and many gulp down their first cup within an hour of awakening. Mm-hmm. On average, the 65% of Americans who drink coffee each consume an average of, are you ready? Yes. 13 cups per week. Okay, that sounds about right. Yeah, I yeah. was really thinking that that should be more like two days. <laughs> <laughs> by noon? Yeah. yeah it used cup. to be me by noon. <laughs> I would drink a whole pot before noon. Well, we had kids. I... <laughs> we, had four, we had four kids by 27. They were all within four and a half years of each other. It kept them alive. Thank 20... you, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> 28% of coffee drinkers have their first cup within 15 minutes of waking up. Yeah. They must have... The uh, brew it when you're sleeping thing because I it takes me at least 15 minutes to brew the first pot, yeah, you know. Before that's anyway, true. 57% of coffee drinkers add sugar or sweetener to their brew. Nope. I call them spineless wusses. <laughs> <laughs> drink it straight, drink it black, 
be a being a live person hey, and wake you, you up in the morning. You like a nice cappuccino, don't? Yeah, but that's not adding sweet and low or anything to it. We, no, we but... see when I was in the military, it was it was black coffee. Boom, that was what you did. I love you just, it. And, I, co- and that's how we made it. You and me all the time. We never yeah. had sugar or cream or anything. Yeah, with a soft fried egg on toast in the morning, there is nothing better with that and a nice hot black cup of coffee all right i've got a can you guess i really want some coffee i know so do i for those of you listening to this on your commute and your cup is dry sorry we are so sorry (laughs) (laughs) just pause it hit the next drive-thru and get some Uh, all right can you guess i want you to guess what this is health experts say you could uh, you let me start again all right I, I'm rusty. A professional broadcaster would have gotten that Hi, right the first rusty. time. <laughs> Health experts. Should I do the big market voice? Health experts say you should change this at least once a year. But the typical household has one that's three or more years old. What is it? Emily. Uh, a good maid. I don't know. <laughs> I don't well, if you have a good one, yeah. Change them out every year. Roll the dice. to See if you can get that thief in the house. <laughs> What are you talking about? I mean, if you don't have a good maid, you have to find another. You know, one. okay. First of all, law law of uh, elimination here. Okay, you know, rules of elimination. First yes. of all, you know that it's not an air filter because you got to clear that, clean that. True. More than once a year. <laughs> Roommate, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's a household item. Em. A household a household item, and you need to it's replace not, it's it. It's not human. It's not alive. Okay. So that eliminates roommates <laughs> and maids. It's not your you, toothbrush or underwear for, by, by either. The way, for the record, yeah, uh, we were on the air live for 15 years and would play games like this. Emily was never this bad. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, haven't had coffee in like eight Is hours. Is it made? Now. Is it a roommate? <laughs> Is it a cat? Could it be some other alive thing that's known as a household item that breathes? Okay, so no, we normally keep them, we keep them around for about three years. The but typical we're household to... has one three or more years old, but health experts say you should change this at least once a year. Experts. And by the way, I disagree with the health experts, and I'll tell you why once I tell you what All it is. All right, it's scary. Oh, gosh. I'm, uh, I'm going to say you're, I don't know, dude. You have no other Fan guess? Fan or uh, I don't know. You should, you should, I don't. You really don't know. I really, can, give me a clue. Give me a clue. No, because you'll get it if I give you a clue. Well, give me a good clue. Okay, it's, it's in the bathroom. It. It's in the bathroom. You yes. should change the uh, shower curtain. Shower curtain. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, Emily gets it. I wash mine. What are I, they talking cha- about? It's, it's plastic. I know. It's catching soap. <laughs> Why would it need to? Why would it need to be changed once well, a year? Well, you have you do have to clean your shower, and I think yeah. a lot of people like our shower. One of them has you know the sliding doors, so you clean the sliding doors with it. But people probably don't naturally think to clean the the shower yeah. liner or the shower curtain. But I just throw mine in the wash until it looks so ratty that I get a new one. And that's which well over three years. They last a long time. Thank goodness. Thank yeah. you, shower. They curtain. last long. Producers. Now that we don't have kids in the house, when we yeah. were a family of six, I mean, they would, you know, yeah. I can understand mildew. Don't get me wrong. I right, just think right. that yeah. that's excessive. You know, I don't that's think they like need you're supposed. That's like you're supposed to change your toothbrush every three years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, who goes through a toothbrush in three years? 
I joke. I replaced, Mine are 30 days the on the only toothbrush, time for the I, record. I know. The only time I'm like, oh, I got to really change my toothbrush out right away is when I accidentally buy a medium toothbrush instead of a soft toothbrush. Yeah. Okay, uh, I got another question for you. See if you can get this one. Riveting information, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Emily, tell us more about your toothbrush and your disposables, please. <laughs> okay. That's good content right there. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to ask you this and see if you can tell me what it is. All right. 4.6 seconds that could kill you. 4.6 seconds that could kill you. What are we talking about? Uh, electrocution. <laughs> that would be one. Uh, before you pick up the phone and glance at that text message you've got while you're driving, consider yes. this. Research say the average time a driver's eyes are off the road when focused on sending or receiving a text is four. Point six seconds almost that's, five seconds that average of 4.6 seconds is why so many traffic accidents and deaths yeah. happen while texting well how so. far do you travel in that four or five seconds well, if you're going on, yeah. 60 70 miles an hour you a lot cover of people, big distance a lot of people like when they change adjust the radio or there's a, ba- a burger in a bag in the in the passenger seat you glance up while you're you know fiddling around you don't just but for whatever right. reason the phone holds you for a second or two longer than any of those other tasks right. which is why it's so important that we well, don't do it so your phone has like buttons and places that you need to touch with your hand where it's like if you're just reaching for the radio or you're just reaching for that bag of burgers in the driver's passenger seat, which I have many, many times, like you just have to kind of know where it is and and then your your hand will go there without looking without making eye contact yeah. but you can't do that with your phone you know well, what i mean you well, the can't point is, is all of us anything. think we're better drivers than everybody else but all of us have this same weakness when it comes to our phone so yeah, put the um, phone away that was just stuck in there that wasn't really funny <laughs> <laughs> not at all that was a serious psa brought yes. to you by chris and emily yeah, danielson okay. back I got two stories left. Okay. One is the one that'll make you think about this all day. And the other one is one of those ridiculous researchers that it's like, could you please not waste money on something this obvious? Which one are you giving me first? I'm asking you, which one do you want? I want the last one first, the stupid one first, and then the stick with you, like Kansas City ribs, uh, last. Okay. So you want the make you think about it all day file last. Yes, that's last. All right. Let's talk about this research. They're talking about how easy is it to make a decision? How do you (laughs) make a decision? And here's what they've... (laughs) Here's what they've come up with. A study published in a journal of Nature of Human Behavior. Yes. So that means there was money spent on this. Okay, that that means it wasn't just, you know, a couple people around. Well, hey, what do you think? This is actually like lab coats. Let's do some research. They say the easiest way to make a decision is by narrowing down your options to only two choices. Now, stay with me. (laughs) I know. In experiments, 140 participants, that's money, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> were asked to choose between three different foods throughout multiple rounds with various food choices. Okay. During the experiments, the... Re- <laughs> You're starting to sound like Peter Brady, dude. (laughs) During the experiments, the researchers found that rather than weigh all three options equally, people often focused on the two options they saw as the most promising. And narrowing the decision-making process down this way actually led to the participants being able to make faster decisions. 
Badam bump. Emily stunned like, yeah. I don't even know what to say. So you're saying that I can have the fish sandwich, the burger, or the chicken sandwich. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to eliminate the fish sandwich because we don't know where that's been. (laughs) (laughs) How long has it been on the truck? That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Did you keep it packed in ice? Really, Bubba? I don't want to find out. Yeah. So now I've got the burger and I've got the chicken sandwich. And between those two, now that I've eliminated the fish, I can easily decide that I want the chicken sandwich. Because I couldn't before because the you know the other two were distracting me yeah but once i <laughs> say i was hoping for a little more information because he, here's the thing that they totally missed uh i guess this wasn't an option for them but the reality is is the more choices you have the harder it is to make the decision we were talking to a missionary friend of ours who had been on the mission field for many years and he came back to the united states which chris you and i have been on the mission field and when we come back to the united states we would call it the land of accessibility land of accessibility so many options at our disposal 24 hours a day seven days a week and and it actually becomes overwhelming to the point that it kind of stifles you and it and makes you immobile anyway this missionary we were talking to who had the same thing for breakfast every single day for like four Four and a half years comes back to the United States. They're setting up home, and and the wife says, "Honey, yes. would you run to the store and just pick up some breakfast just cereal? Get some breakfast cereal." So he gets there, and he realizes there's an entire aisle of breakfast cereal. A lot had changed yeah. from the last time they well, were in the United States. You said four and a half years. It was, was 26 longer, years yeah. in remote Kenya is yeah. where they were. 26 right. years in remote Kenya. Right. Just to give context. So he's thinking he's going to go to the store and maybe there's, you know, five, 10, 15 different cereals to choose from. No, it's an entire aisle. And he stood there, literally, my, uh, his words, not mine, just dumbfounded. He did yeah. not know what to do. And he literally went home with nothing. Well, she was like, no, she was waiting out in the car. He walked yeah. out in the car and asked her to narrow it down. Yeah, is what he did. <laughs> okay. You know. <laughs> Either way, he walked out of yeah. that store with nothing in his hand because the insurmountable options yeah. made it too difficult. And so that would have been a better study. Like at what what's the tipping point? What's the yeah. number? And and Well, listen, where 3 becomes, becomes 2 and then 2 you can decide. <laughs> He knew knew innately, honey, you got to narrow this down for me in order for me to make a quick decision. All right. Let's go on to the final big finale here. All right. This better stick with me better than that last stupid story that's going to irritate me and stick in my craw for the rest of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe that's the one that sticks with you. I I have a feeling it was taxpayer funded. I'm just saying. I'm going to give you this story. I'm going to give you every piece of information I have on it. I'm going to hold nothing back and then you have to ask yourself why (laughs) why what why okay that's what'll happen are you ready Uh, yeah get to it buddy two armed robbers arrested in south africa were found to be in possession of 126 boxes of hair pieces the criminals were apparently unable to give a reasonable explanation as to why they stole the hair pieces or where they were taking them. Okay. They just had them in their possession illegally. <laughs> <laughs> 
go. <laughs> Obviously, they walked into a hair store, and there were so many options, they couldn't make up their minds. They could have narrowed it down to two. <laughs> they would have had a shot at that. So why do you steal 126 hair pieces and you don't even know where to sell them? You don't, they, they just didn't even know why they had them. Um, I yeah. mean, okay, kleptomania is one explanation. They yes. just Sometimes it's, yeah, yeah. Now, you got to think, is there a third person? You know, maybe, maybe Johnny Toupee, underground, something. I mean, who's buying, who's buying their rug on the black market? That's what I want to know. Rita is bald and they just couldn't put up with it anymore. I I don't know, but here's the thing. Here's the thing with evil. And it doesn't really matter how small or how big it is. When you boil it all down, it's irrational. Yeah. It's not logical. And so when you find people that are involved in these types of things, when you really get down to the crux of it, oftentimes there's no rational reason other than this person decided to do something that was wrong. Yeah. That was evil. And that's the reality of it. You can, mm-hmm. I get really tired of people like, well, you know, so-and-so committed this horrible crime and we need to find out why, you know? And, and yeah, But 126 no hair pieces and no clue why you stole them or where you're going with them, just, ah, here we are. <laughs> Did you expect them to be brilliant thinkers like part of Mensa There's or something? There's more to this story. <laughs> And my creative write a script, write a write a creative story guy. I've added like five or six people. One of the boxes is really like James Bond's hairpiece, and he's got to get it to stop the, you know, helicopter from exploding. So I just kept churning on it all day. I thought yeah, maybe you would too. Know. Who knows? I think it's just irrational. We are the Bible idiots, so we have to hit you with a couple scriptures. How about this on a fun day, just to all remind right. you that we're oh, gonna it's try. so fun stealing hair. <laughs> Yuck it up. Well. I had other news headlines we could have talked about, okay? Um, we're doomed. Have a great weekend, everybody. All right, Psalm 51.8. Yes. In the King James Version, it says, Make me to hear joy and gladness. Ah, very good. Yeah. When you are as close to Jesus as you're ever going to be, you're in his grip, you're seated next to him uh, at his throne. Now it's about growing and having joy in him. Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Take that with you throughout this weekend. Emily, any final thoughts before we say good night, uh, Yeah, I mean, Jesus promised us, in this world you will have lots of money and happiness no he you will have trouble and and so it's the same for everybody nobody skates through this life without trouble but i love that first verse that you read and it really ties into what i was saying earlier and we never know what the other person's doing but finding joy in the midst of whatever you're going through today and and the best joy the most satisfying joy the lasting joy that you can grab onto is the joy of your salvation this is not our home this is not the end there is something so much more that awaits those who are in jesus christ and so let that be your joy today that's going to do it for us on behalf of my best friend and bride emily my name is chris get into the word of god today hey go to bibleidiots.com there you can get caught up on any of the podcasts you can see what we're doing and we're keeping this podcast going on a shoestring so if you'd like to make a donation 
It is tax deductible through Lifehouse Church, and your standing with us in a very tangible way would be an encouragement to us. A gift of any amount would really be appreciated. And then have a great weekend as you go and serve your King.